Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational show. Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. No boy, no boy. I know. So we finished up our catch up of a couple animated movies. We Mm -hmm. didn't do all of them. No. Mm. And now we're catching up on some live action. Is that right? Yes. We got two in a row. Cruella today Ooh. and next week come back for jungle cruise yeah two very Sorry, different i movies. love jungle cruise <laughs> it's two very different vibes from these movies oh my gosh yes yeah like they're definitely different sides of the spectrum when you're looking at the <laughs> looking at the movies can, can i make a confession yes i still have not watched Cruella. you didn't even watch it for this I- didn't my goodness. started i started watching the star wars stuff to prep for star wars summer and last night i was going to bed i'm like oh crap oops but i mean i i you kind of get the vibe from like everything you've seen yeah. on social media and 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 the trailer and mm-hmm. i have stuff to say it just mm-hmm. i haven't and honestly it's one of those movies that i'm like it's about a villain which means i gotta be in the mood to like watch this villain that I don't like mm-hmm. even though I love Emma Stone yes and be in the mood for that kind of dark movie and I just mm-hmm. have it yeah there is a lot of darkness that happens but surprisingly most of it is not from Cruella oh no it's like, from her boss isn't the, it yeah because mm-hmm, she's not the true she's not the nicest she person, hasn't done the she's, switch yet <laughs> yeah she's not the true villain in this which is why I like it because it's it's different, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. I'll be listening intently. No problem. So we'll start <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. So as we kind of mentioned, our two favorite Emmas are in this movie, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. They are not friends in this movie at all. Kind of enemies, but it's great. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. So the summary that I stole off of IMDb, which I tend to just go towards the people written ones like the yep. yeah, I don't even do the official IMDb because it's stupid. It's like the shortest, use, most useless thing ever. So yep. I don't know who wrote those, but thank you for contributing to IMDb and to our podcast for this. So Yay. before she becomes Cruella DeVille, teenage Estella has a dream. She wishes to become a fashion designer, having been gifted with talent, innovation, and ambition, all in equal measures. But life seems intent on making sure her dreams never come true. Having wound up penniless and orphaned in London at 12, 10 years later, Estella runs wild through the city streets with her best friends and partners in petty crime, Horace and Jasper, two amateur thieves. When a chance encounter vaults Estella into the world of the young, rich, and famous, however, she becomes to question the existence she's built for, the existence she's built for herself in London, and wonders whether she might indeed be destined for more after all. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not really like a chance encounter, though. I'm just going to say that was kind of misleading because her friend... It's Jasper gets her a job at this big mm. fashion store. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like a big deal. And and the Baroness carries a bunch of her clothes in there. So she goes there to check mm-hmm. it out. But it's not really a chance because Jasper and his trickery gets her hired there. Nice. <laughs> by adding her application to the top of the pile. But she's a cleaning lady, so she's not actually doing anything <sighs> exciting mm-hmm. at the at the store yeah but she keeps trying to get into the seamstress job and the owner is having none of it because he thinks she's just trash and wants her just to be the cleaning lady so one night she gets drunk and redoes the front window because she says it's boring and they're not representing the dress correctly and that happens to be the night before the baroness shows up and sees the display asks who did it and of course hires uh, estella on the spot to come and join her so nice not really a chance i mean that part's kind of a chance encounter i guess but yeah yeah so maybe that's what they're referring to but it is set up all initially by jasper so Hmm. so i was curious about the numbers on this because both of these movies have come out recently enough that they are still in the midst of this covid fun oh yes (sighs) so cruella had a box office it was $233.5 million worldwide in earnings on a $100 million budget, estimated. Okay. Disney, so, Disney I mean, they made a good chunk of change. Exactly. So it did make back its budget, which is a good thing. The film mm-hmm. estimated to have made $20.57 million on Disney Plus because this was a premier access movie. So, so the 233 does that include the 20.5 no i don't believe so i believe they're separate and the 20.57 million when i was trying to look it up the only thing i could really find was kind of like opening weekends i couldn't really find Mm -hmm. like over time because i know disney plus when they did the premiere access like it was on there it would be on there for a little while so it wasn't just the opening weekend you could pay for it and watch it there it'd be Mm -hmm. 
you know, while it was in theaters and uh, the only thing I could find was opening weekend. So it probably it's higher, but you know, Disney doesn't release anything. Number one. And number two, these are just from the opening weekend, not the 233 million that is overall, but the 20.57. So, and when I was reading about it too, there were a lot of critics that were like, Oh, it was a flop. It didn't make it's, you know, enough money back. And I'm just like, is it though? I mean, especially in COVID times, like, I don't know. This was not a flop. It seems to me, yeah, that, I mean, it made a decent amount of money, so. Yeah. Uh, Ignore them. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I was reading about it. I was like, oh, okay. But regardless of whether people think it was a flop or not, it is getting a sequel. So Mm. in May 2021, both Stone and Thompson had stated that they wanted to do a second Cruella film as both a sequel and a prequel in the style of The Godfather Part 2. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I I don't really know either, but I was like, okay, all right, as long as they're on board. And in June 2021, Disney announced that a sequel is officially in the early stages of development with Gillespie and McNamara. McNamara? No, no. Yeah. to return as director and writer respectively which is good because it's as we've discussed on some of our other yeah yeah movies it's best to continue with the same team it does seem to and, make it better. And will be discussed during star wars summer as well yeah it's there's some differences when you switch it up so i think that's a good thing and officially in august 2021 stone closed a deal to reprise her role so you don't know when that's coming but it's all officially in the works. So curious to see what they do in the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she... would the Baroness be able to stay on or did well, they kind of end her character? She could technically stay on because she got arrested. So okay. in yeah. the world of fantasy, she could break out. She could get released. You know, there's a million different Parole, things they could do with her. Yeah, exactly. They're, they could definitely continue. She's not dead. And just think it's funny, like, one evil person goes to jail and another one takes over she's certainly coming into her own by the end of the film when she goes to take over the manor that she got from the baroness she literally uh-huh. breaks off part of the sign so it says hell hall on it i'm just like wow okay there i mean go. she changes her name to cruella Deville. yes put it together devil cruella devil is so she gets changes her name to so when she's she's a stella so when she's growing up she behaves kind of poorly in school at times she acts out Mm -hmm. and her mother always says to her you i need you estella not cruella so that's where she gets the first part of her name and then Mm -hmm. the deville they get from the car when when Mm -hmm. horace is talking about he goes look it says devil and jasper is like basically you're an idiot it's deville and then she's just like, mm, I like the sound yeah. of that. And there you go. The official name is born. But she doesn't even do the Deville part until almost the end of the movie. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that's where we get the name from the entire thing. When Cruella becomes, overtakes Estella, basically, in the movie. So. Gotcha. All right. Ready for some trivia? Of course. All right. So the sound of the truck horn when Corella honks at the jail. So this is, she brings a garbage truck to come and rescue Horace and Jasper when they're arrested 
because of the Baroness who tries to make it look like they that they burned Corella alive. She sets them up. So Corella obviously does not die. And she comes back and breaks into the jail with a giant garbage truck. So <laughs> when she's honking at the jail, it's the same sound as her car horn in 101 Dalmatians, the animated uh, feature. So nice. which you can tell when you hear it, you're just like, oh, yeah, that sounds right. Also, they have uh, Cruella driving at one point. I don't think I have this in here officially, but at one point she is driving the DeVille and Jasper is like, do you know how to drive? And she says no. And she drives exactly like Cruella did in the animated show, which is very poorly. Poorly, like all over the road, hair wild. Yep. (laughs) Pretty funny too. But I don't think I had that in here, but that was something you just watch and you're like, oh, this is just like the animated. Yep. Okay. Okay. Good job, Disney. <laughs> so costume designer Jenny Beaven, whom Gillespie hired after seeing her work on Mad Max Fury Road, created 277 costumes for the principal cast, including 47 for Cruella. That's a lot Dang. of costumes. And she won an Academy Award for it. So it's probably that does it. not surprise me. Yeah, that she did all that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're all very it's insane the costumes on this movie so i can see why she deserved the academy award all of the dresses the fashion it's just well and some of the stuff you just see in the trailer you're like holy crap yeah it's insane i mean the she wears the dress on the garbage truck at one point and it's got like it's like 40 feet of train i think it was when they pull off it just keeps going and going it's insane yeah so towards the beginning of the film when they are still being petty thieves. <laughs> Cruella and her crew are working at a hotel. And of course, they just go into people's rooms and steal things because that's what they do. So <laughs> while at the hotel, there is a film seen on TV while she's in one of the hotel rooms. And it's Alfred Hitchcock's Lifeboat from 1944. The scene shows an actress, Tallulah Bankhead, uh, <laughs> who was actually who Cruella DeVille, yeah. the animated feature, was based on. So that's who Walt funny. looked at and yeah, made made the character. And I believe that includes her laugh as well, because in the movie, they kind of go away from the screen, but you can hear Tallulah laughing on the screen and it's very mm-hmm. much like the Cruella, like the Cruella. crazy, manic, insane laugh. So yeah, that's something that's I did funny. not know and I thought was pretty funny. And I don't know how Tallulah felt about all that, but <laughs> there you go. Or if she was still around when they did this, I'm not sure. But either way, it's pretty funny. Well, so depending on how old she was in 1944, the I don't know. She came out in 61. Yeah, I mean, it was only 20 years, so I have no idea. But yeah, I don't know how I would feel about being <laughs> the influence for Gorilla. But you are a lasting image <laughs> now, technically. So over yeah. the years, right? Yeah. <laughs> So as we all know, there is a classic image of Cruella DeVille when she's smoking a large, they called it cheroot, but you know, it's like a large cigarette. Yeah, that long cigarette. Yeah, from the cartoon. They do not have this in the movie because Disney banned characters from being shown smoking in its films since 2007. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yep. So you will not see any smoking in a Disney official film because of this man disney official mm-hmm. so like because there are people smoking in the marvel movies i believe yeah so i believe okay. yeah but this yeah because it didn't specify in here but my understanding from the what i know of the man is that it's going to be under like the disney pictures 
So anything that's a subsidiary subsidiary is not necessarily going to have this apply. Gotcha. Yeah. But, and I read somewhere else that Emma was a bit disappointed in this because she said she was looking forward to it, which I can imagine because it's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, seeing Cruella with that just adds to the picture, but. Well, and that's (sighs) our image of Cruella Mm -hmm. is her having that long Mm -hmm. cigarette while she's talking to Pongo and Purdy's humans yeah um, smoke in his face and and, taking him off Mm -hmm. yeah but no but i mean it wasn't it was still good with the movie without it so they Mm -hmm. they still got the element across of her personality (laughs) this one was fun and i did not realize this when i first watched it so there are several references to the great muppet caper which we obviously love we talked about it last summer love it (laughs) <laughs> the character of the Baroness is heavily influenced by Diana Riggs character, Lady Holiday, in both her personality oh. and costumes, which then I'm like, okay, I can see the, the resemblance see there. Mm-hmm. And both films focus on the theft of a necklace and the Baroness's line, someone stolen my necklace is lifted directly from Lady Holiday. Oh, that's so fun. And I was like, this is great. Muppets, Cruella. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. But it's something I did not realize at first. And then I read it and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. At the beginning of the film, Catherine is uh, Estella's mom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say mom in quotes. Her mom. And she is killed at the beginning of the movie by the Baroness. We don't know until later in the movie is that the Baroness, when you watch the scene, you see the dogs push Catherine over a a cliff that's Mm -hmm. at the Baroness's house. And it looks like the dogs just did it. Like it was an accident, something going on. Hmm. Are they Dalmatians? They are Dalmatians. Three Dalmatians. (gasps) This explains so much. Okay, moving on. Yes. (laughs) What you don't know until later in the movie is that the Baroness, being the evil lady that she is, got out her dog whistle and called for the dogs. And that is why they came running and shoved Catherine over the cliff. But if you rewatch the scene and you're watching the beginning of the movie, there's a score playing, obviously, and mm-hmm. you can make out the dog whistle blended into the film score. So when I rewatched it after I read this, I was just like, yes, you can faintly hear the difference and you'll hear the dog whistle to know that she called the dogs. But otherwise, you don't know until later in the movie, which I didn't know the first time that that happened. So did so. the dogs, the dogs didn't mean to push her off. They were just trying oh. to get to their master and they hit her. I mean, they're they kinda, were like supposed to be hitting her. Yeah, they're they're kind of mean in the movie. She wants mm-hmm. them to be that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was on purpose. But again, they're dogs. So, yeah, they do what the boss lady says to do. Well, this explains everything of mm-hmm. Cruella's character of it, when it comes to 101 Dalmatians. Now, <laughs> I will say she kidnaps the dogs at one point because one of the dogs ate the necklace she was after. And so she kidnaps them and she does not kill the dogs. She lets them live. She lets them hang out in her little dinky apartment that she's got. So they make it to the end. One of them is pregnant and she gives away the puppies at the end. And guess who the puppies go to? Anita. No. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. At the end. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in a so you're telling clip me after pot- the so you're telling me Pongo and Purdy are brother and sister now? This is why I'm highly interested in what the second movie is going to bring because I'm like, they shouldn't be getting together then, right? Because that's gross. <laughs> They're siblings. It's inner. 
Crazy. Do they not? Well, that's a, I mean, they're animals. It doesn't matter, but the animals don't care, but te- I, as a technically, person technically Simba and Nala were either half siblings or can't, somehow yeah, related. Start to think about it. Yeah. Because there's only one lion that can impregnate all the, the female. Yeah. It's yeah. But we're yeah. gonna move on. Move yeah. on. <laughs> but, but there is one part where Cruella makes a coat and it has the Dalmatian spots. So mm-hmm. it's assumed she killed the dogs, and the Baroness assumes so too. She's just like, um, she killed my dogs and made a coat, but they're still alive at the end of the movie. So she didn't actually do it. She just so. decides to try it later. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows what's gonna come in the second movie? No, from the animation the animation's canon so we know she's gonna try it at some point in time listen they rebooted (laughs) it maybe they'll make a different decision maybe she'll have a no you can't reboot a classic and change it (laughs) and make Uh, us happy stupid maleficent oh my gosh anyways (laughs) so again towards the beginning of the movie this is when Catherine gets pushed over the cliff when they're at the baroness's Mm -hmm. house when estelle is younger she infiltrates the Baroness's party and John, who's basically like the Baroness's right-hand man, quickly mm-hmm. spots her and tries to remove her. He even makes sure she puts a, uh, pulls a hat back on over her head because she's got this distinctive black and white hair. At first, it seems like he's just enforcing the no children rule, but then it's later revealed that her distinct black and white hair allowed him to recognize her as the Baroness's daughter, whose life would be in danger if detected by the Baroness. Hold up. This is Hold why I kept saying in parentheses I was I was or in quotes because I'm like, I know I'm gonna get to this at some point in my my trip. Hold on. You're, okay. I'm watching this today. This is just Bro, it, I, it has to you. happen. I'm telling oh you. my goodness. So you're telling me, except now they're getting like first reactions from me. You're telling me mm-hmm. that Cruella, yes. aka Estella, yes. is the daughter of Baroness. Yes. So Baroness like abandoned her child. The Baroness did not have a need for children. Okay, she had other what things was he gonna to do. do. Kill her child? Yes, that's what she told John to do. Take care of it after she had the baby. Take care of it, and he was just like, no, no. So he gave the baby to Catherine, who was working for her, and Catherine, boop, got yeah, the heck out of there, got away from the Baroness. But. Catherine and uh, Stella were having some trouble and they were trying to move to London. So on their way to London, she stopped and she basically was trying to tell the Baroness, like, you should give me some money. I will never come back here. I don't want anything to do with you. Stella doesn't need anything to do with you, but I need some money for us to get a new life. And the Baroness was like, yeah, no, over the cliff. And then, So when did she figure out that... Okay, so you're telling me the black and white hair is natural and it came out of the Baroness? Yes, so there's a technical- Doesn't you, she turn red at some point? So technically, that's a thing, I guess, in real life where you can have like the weird, like different colors on different sides. But this is obviously fiction. Hello, so it's obviously. exaggerated and made up, right? Okay, so it's some sort of like defect thing that the Baroness- would know and recognize but the baroness does not have that weird hair so it's just some sort of weird like biological i don't know no because that would clue everyone into what's going on much sooner in the movie so as a child (laughs) estella just keeps the hair she doesn't care she owns it it's fine she does not bother by it but when she gets older then she's dying it red so she doesn't want to keep the but does she know the baroness is her mother 
not until late into the movie yes okay okay she starts there's a part where she's working for the baroness and the baroness kind of starts taking her in almost as like like an intern kind of a a little bit estelle is very Mm -hmm. good she obviously inherited a lot of the fashion sense and obviously (laughs) so she kind of takes her in gives her special treatment but also clearly hates her because the baroness just literally hates everybody that's around her and how did when she, she not recognize her own child? Well, the, I guess the hair thing for one, because Estelle always has the but red like, hair, and the Baroness—I know it's fictional, but self-absorbed like, facial features. Doesn't it look like her? The Baroness is probably barely looks at these people. She just uh, has her nose in the air. She does not care okay. for anybody around her. Mm-hmm. And they bring up the necklace because her mom, Estelle's Estelle's mom, had a necklace that she lost that night when they were at the party when her mom died. And the baroness mm-hmm. was wearing it and she's just like oh this this woman that used to work for me stole it and of course estella's like no hold on no she didn't she did not steal that come to find out after she stole the necklace back and john helps her later in the movie there's a key in there the key mm-hmm. opens a box and inside the box is the birth certificate of estella and it reveals all. Oh. yes yeah i'm watching it today yeah when i was <laughs> at the movie theater i was like <laughs> what just happened what yeah and i don't know i'm not too sure why when she's cruella it never occurs to the baroness like she might be my daughter although she might kind of put it together at some point because of the hair thing because then she does say to john like i told you to take care of it and all this so i think she kind of does start to like click but she doesn't realize for a good part of the movie she doesn't realize estella and cruella are the same and then she picks up on that too and then, of course, she doesn't outright say it. So then she's just trying to, like, mess with Estella. And Estella's messing with her. It's like a whole thing. It's okay. Mind, so, like- so Estella is pretending to be a second person yes. to oh, mess Lord. with the Baroness. Okay, just keep moving on. I'm, I just got to watch this movie. I'm so I'm like- telling you, I love this movie. I love it. Yeah, we'll get into this more in a second. Okay. So, all right. Where was I at? Okay. I, I, oh, okay. This is fun. So as we know, there's already yeah. been a live action, 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Starring Cruella. Yeah. Glenn Close was our first live action Cruella. Glenn Amazing. Close is an executive producer on this film. I did know that. I did not know that until a couple of I days did. ago. And I was just like, what? And then when I saw the credits, I was like, oh yeah, her name is literally right there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in the theater and I waited to see if there was a clip. <laughs> so I would have seen her name and I just, I don't know, I didn't pay attention. Anyway. So let's see. Oh, we've already mentioned Tallulah Bankhead being the the original inspiration for Cruella. And Emma studied her as well. And again, she watched that movie during the the film. And there's a scene. I love this part. So there's a scene where Estella and the Baroness are in a car together. And the Baroness has her lunch. And it's literally like in this like little box. And she's got a straight up like a real, real fork. It's not plastic or anything. It's a real fork, real napkin. And she's eating and they're they're having a conversation back and forth. And at one point, the Baroness is done with her food and she literally just casually tosses it out the window while she's talking to Estella. And it's so hilarious just the way because Emma Thompson is a genius. I love her. Uh, Yeah, it's just so funny the way she just literally like just takes the entire thing, the fork, everything and just because she has no no care. She doesn't need it anymore. She's done with it and throws it out the window. So during that scene, Emma Stone said she couldn't keep a straight face because she said she just laughed every time she did it because it was just so absurd. And I'm like, yeah, but 
and when you when in that scene oh after i read this you know i was kind of really watching that scene mm -hmm. emma thompson you know she doesn't break character she know. doesn't blink yeah but if you kind of look they don't show a style they just show kind of the back of her head <laughs> like it's probably because probably why <laughs> emma stone is just like i can't do this <laughs> it's just too stupid i can't can't keep a straight face so oh boy it's oh, hilarious boy. yeah there's a lot of funny things like that too even though the baroness is terrible it's, it's absurdities like that that just have you cracking up regardless of what's going on and well, she's just it's so and funny and thompson's just such a amazing iconic actress like mm -hmm. the roles that she's done this is yes. not the first time she's had to keep a straight even face doing something know. ridiculous i don't know how this any, woman does any mcphee anybody that mm -hmm. was her right yes yeah she that was, was nanny McPhee. yeah mm -hmm. you know how much ridiculous this happened in that movie and she had to keep a straight face even like, professor trelawney first of all the yes! costume with the glasses i'm just like how did you even well, do that and she, she's doing these amazing scenes with Tom Hanks and saving Mr. Banks. And yes. she has to just be straight face. Yes. And she's in a oh replica of Magic Kingdom in the 50s. I'm like, what? Like, and this lady's literally mad about being at the Magic Kingdom, about going on the carousel. I'm just like, dude, dude, dude seriously, what is wrong You're with you? You're literally on the carousel with Walt Disney himself. Walt Disney, get just come on now. Yeah, I love her. Love her, love she's, her. She's amazing. Love her, love her. I'm not sure in anything. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, yeah. She's great. Oh boy. So we've got some quotes here. Took after Ashley. Thank goodness I did this since Ashley didn't bother to watch the movie. So I have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so I saved some of the the f better quotes. I think. Granted, the next one we get to the Jungle Cruise. You're gonna. You're gonna love it because there's like 10 million quotes in there. I already looked. I took, I took like I every it. joke. And I was like, I can't not put this in. It's hilarious. So just kept saving them. Yeah. But we we have a few less in this movie. So uh, Cruella Deville, one of the iconic things that she says in the movie, they say there are five stages of grief: denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Well, I'd like to add one more: revenge. Love it. Said is I like it. Cruella Deville, which fits the movie. She also says about herself, the thing is, I was born brilliant, born bad, and a little bit mad. Also, super accurate. <laughs> kind of sounds accurate. like something the Mad Hatter would say. Mm -hmm. But when she says it, oh, it's yeah, probably super like, scary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Corilla. Okay. This is one of my favorite quotes, too, in describing her transition. She says, Corella was in a box a long time. Now Estella can be the one who makes guest appearances. I was just like, ooh, boy. Mm. So is she like schizophrenic? Is she, she multiple personality disorder? What's going on? So the way she described herself was just brilliant. She's a troublemaker, but she's got to have some sort of like, because something the Baroness, there's something really wrong with the Baroness. She just hides it a little bit better, just seems like super rude i was gonna say different mm -hmm. word but i was like Oop, no disney podcast nope disney you see, podcast. she just seems very rude to people and aggressive mm -hmm. and corella is the same way but they the baroness literally killed people like there's one point where a corella says to her you killed my mom and then the baroness is like you have to be more specific and i'm just like how many people did this lady push off the the cliff like it seems pretty sketch she okay. also tries to do it to estella so Yes, does, does not, not surprise me. Yeah, Estella outsmarts so maybe, her. But... 
so maybe so maybe like Cruella is who she really would have been who she really is because she comes from this evil woman right and then Catherine somehow was able to bring out a good side in her she basically while she says had her. That. Mm-hmm. that's what and, she says her mom tried to do like mm-hmm. her mom really okay so she probably just it was more of like these conflicting parental yes. one's genetics one's nurture and it's mm-hmm. fighting and yeah. maybe this is just disney's way of of personifying that yeah. and showing mm-hmm. the 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 struggle between genetics and nurture which mm-hmm. is like a lifelong debate that everyone yep, has sure some people is. say nurture some people say genetics blah. you got both we're not gonna here. get into that today i'm just saying mm-hmm. that I think disney use that to to show the yeah the battle. in creating this i think that's that's pretty accurate because if her mom was still around and to help her develop past the age of 12 we may have ended up with a very different person estella yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and we wouldn't so. have 101 dalmatians i mean i'm not mad i love it so i do do it so many dogs oh my gosh cute dogs nice dogs not baroness evil dogs it's so funny because they literally had to which makes sense knowing how dalmatians are they had to cgi like the mean face on them because the dogs were not mean (laughs) and i'm like of course they're not because they're so yeah they're so adorable they are yeah All right. So there is a good quote from the Baroness who is checking out on her floor of her big giant studio where she has all of her little minions helping her create her next big fashion piece. She -hmm. walks over to Estella who has created a dress. It's like green colored and she takes these like giant scissors and hacks off part of it. And Estella makes a noise and the Baroness, first of all, is just like, why are you speaking? And Estella's like, you you cut me. And so she shows her arm, right? Which the Baroness grabs and holds up and then says, can you get me a red like that? And that's her entire reaction to that scene. And the way Emma does it is hilarious. It's just, it's so rude. And it's just, it's so funny. Because you're like, geez, Louise, lady. Okay, all right. It's so evil. That just okay. gives, that's a good sign of how the Baroness is. Yeah. There is another scene where the Baroness and Estella are having lunch together. And Estella is basically trying to kind of get in her head and find out a little bit more information about the Baroness herself. Baroness mm-hmm. says, let me give you some advice. If you have to talk about power, you don't have it. I'm just like, yeah. Okay, lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Artie is a friend of Cruella's slash Stella, mostly Cruella, mm-hmm. who owns a store downtown and he sells like classic fashion pieces. So mm-hmm. he's got a whole store full of these beautiful dresses. He's, this is in the seventies. So he's obviously part of like the, the movement with like, like David Bowie's sort of idea. Like he wears like this makeup, like on one side of his face. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's very like, obviously like hip with the times you know mm-hmm. yeah, i like Artie though he's fun so corella goes in to see him after she has supposedly died and come back to life and he's just like okay so you're clearly not dead she offers him a chance to join her for a night of fabulousness mayhem and possible death to which Artie says check check not sure about the death though and corella says it won't be you and Artie responds i'll get my coats mm-hmm. yes it's a great scene. I it love won't that. be you. 
Yes. When I'll it get plays my out on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love the way it plays out on screen. I think it's fun. What is, is the fine. So isn't there a dress that goes from white and it burns up to red? That's her very first one. She okay. shows, she gets into the party that she was not invited to the black. It's a black and white party. No color is allowed. Like Anita shows up to do an article because she's a reporter. Uh-huh. And she literally has her pen had bled some blue ink onto this little like satchel she had and the Baroness took it from her because she said no color. So Corella shows up with a big white cape in costume, right? She's got the uh-huh. white on for the black and white. And then yes, she asks for light, burns it and is in a giant red fabulous dress that actually you- was the Baroness's that she bought from Artie. So yeah. You realize that that's very much has some Hunger Games vibes going on there. I didn't think about that at all, but I did. I remember seeing it in the in the trailer, and I'm yes. like, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Did you pull that from Hunger Games? Like that is what we did. In There's Hunger a good Games. possibility. There's and a good possibility. There was another. What was it? I just had something else in my mind that I'm like, that might have been pulled mm-hmm. from someplace, but now I don't remember what it was. Hmm. But the, the, the burn up thing, I'm like, that writer likes well. hunger games. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. It could have very well been probably was actually influenced by, by that. Okay. Well, I know I don't have, have not watched it, mm-hmm. but I'll give you my reactions so far. Okay. I am probably going to love this movie. I think so. I mean, I love Emma Stone and I love Emma Thompson. They're mm-hmm. both fantastic. Emma Stone just is able to be that crazy, like, she is just an amazing actress. I agree. I love she her. She can mm-hmm. go from, like, loving, adorable, where you want to pitch your cheeks, and mm-hmm. then she can go to, like, crazy, like, yes. wild crazy. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I'm so... I'm so thankful that she's kind of in our age group, so we can actually see her her mm-hmm. full career like we kind of saw her at the start and now we're kind of seeing yes. her continue and it's one of those like where our parents are now like emma thompson's age you're like yes we've seen her she's been around forever mm-hmm. and we're yes. like really how was that and and we're gonna have that there's gonna be this mm-hmm. younger generation when we're older being like how was it to watch emma stone start it's like it uh, great. she's fantastic hello watch it was stone. great mm-hmm. <laughs> yes it's been um, a great ride it has uh, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the sequel after I see this one, because mm-hmm. I wonder what they're going to show. Well, no, the sequel, I can see them like going into more of the bringing, because doesn't Anita in 101 Dalmatians work for Cruella? Yes. So they're friends from school. That's how they originally met was back in school when they were younger. So she knows her when she comes in but to see know, her, but she wasn't a reporter in the original. No, but she works for a newspaper in this version. And okay. what's his name? John? Is that the other? I don't know. What's the guy's name? It's um, John, right? Anita and Anita and Anita and Roger. They... Roger. I knew it was some basic name. Okay, sorry, Roger. <laughs> so Roger was the lawyer for the Baroness. But he's a musician. So the Baroness fires him. And at the end, the extra clip that's in the, Mm -hmm. at the end, you know, Cruella gives him one of the puppies, as I said, and Anita Mm -hmm. gets another puppy, but he takes that puppy 
and you know she signed it Cruella and when he takes the puppy then he sits down a piano and he starts composing the song that we all know the Cruella Deville classic mm-hmm. so that may be the transition for him because he starts just doing that right right in the end of that clip yeah. okay but he's not supposed to compose that until after in- I don't this know. is where I don't like our reboots sometimes be like a a a prequel reboot that brings in the old classic because then mm-hmm. they change things around because mm-hmm. he does not start to compose that song until he like until in the in the beginning of 101 Dalmatians after him and Anita are married and when he mm-hmm. meets Cruella he's mm-hmm. not supposed to meet Cruella until after he meets Anita yeah but he has already seen her because she's very famous in this London era because she's all over the newspapers and and whatnot and he's met her in person I believe it's a Stella only maybe both but yeah I don't like it anywho moving on mm-hmm. yeah. well, you you tell what you like about the movie <laughs> so besides the dresses slash costumes which are insane and amazing and I love all of them it's just brilliant the music the soundtrack is so great. Every song just hits. They just perfect perfection. I love it. You'll, I don't know when you watch it. I, I hope, I think you'll agree that the music fits it. It's not just a musical score. They use actual songs of the times. Hold on. I had like 70 up. songs. Yeah. So they have, I was listening to it this morning. So they have these boots are made for walking. That is a great scene because that song that is when Estella is singing it and drunk (laughs) and redoes the window. She's walking through the store all by herself drinking and then redoes the window and passes out and doesn't really remember doing it, but she does it. They have, let's see. Queen so cold crazy. The doors are on there. The Bee Gees. The I can see Turner seeing a Beatles song that I was just like, what is this? What an interesting twist. Blondie. Mm-hmm. Queen. Yeah. Oh my Queen gosh. Blondie, the Electric Clash. Light Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can Tina Turner actually sing two different Beatles songs. But yeah, it's just every song fits so well for the scene and the way that I don't know. It's just great. So, That's amazing. I don't know who the the composer was but he didn't it's insane it's brilliant love it as we've already said like eight thousand times love both emma's i would watch them in a million more movies together so please continue to put them in things that would be great love it and nicholas brattel hmm? nicholas oh, brattel. yeah good job it's great i love it <laughs> and for the story because we we have discussed <clears throat> previously on this show, how sometimes a reboot and or remake or live action version of things, not always the best. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we have some opinions on that. Mm -hmm. This one, you're not going to agree with everything. Like you just said, you don't like the, the story with Roger and whatnot, but overall, I mean, that's not a very a, minor. That's thing. not a minor. Yeah, that's yes, more minor. Exactly. It's still annoying, but it's just minor. Yes, there we go. So overall, I think that what they did with the character was great. They gave her an origin story without making it stupid or just doing these like, I hate when they're doing movies and they just do random flashbacks. So they're all evil and whatever is going on. And then they'll do like a flashback to their childhood and you're supposed to feel bad off of that. And you're just like, no, no, this is just 
what are you doing? We start with her as a child. We get a little bit of insight into what's going on with her. And then they just build the story up when you realize that the Baroness is her mom and she comes to realize what happens. You really see her transition. Mm -hmm. They did a very good job of showing she's Mm -hmm. got these characteristics, but she tries to hide it. She tries to be a Stella. And then her whole world blows up and boom, now she's Corella full time. And it's, I mean, the Baroness literally like, tries to destroy her, literally tries to burn this woman alive. So the Baroness had what was coming to her <laughs> at the end of the day. Sounds like she should have been killed herself. She got off easy going to jail. But, but Jasper asked Corella not to kill her. And Corella said she would do her best not to. So she didn't. She just set her up. Is as she says at one point in the movie, you can always trust an evil person to do something evil. And she was right. The Baroness pushed her off the cliff as expected. But unfortunately she lived but it's great because unfortunately or fortunately for, <laughs> well for the baroness's revenge the revenge she deserved fortunately because it's pretty funny because the way that they did it was all of the baroness's fortunes would go to her heir which was estella mm-hmm. and estella left all of her precious belongings to cruella before all of this went down with the death so when Estella is visually seen being pushed off the cliff because everybody at the party sees it, <laughs> the Baroness is clearly caught, which mind you, the Baroness literally walks up to her and shoves her and then has the nerve to be like, she jumped, she jumped. And I'm just like, lady, they saw you shove her. <laughs> like, there's no question. So, so for that, that's like, so Estella's dead, like not not physically, uh-huh. but like Estella, Estella. Yes, that was her death, and now yes. Cruella mm-hmm. is gonna be taking over hundred percent of the time. Like Estella's exactly done. yes, because they She'll show come back. they show she goes off the cliff, and then the police were already called because Estella had already called the police and said there was gonna be a robbery at the manor just to get them there. All yeah. of the people were invited outside by all of uh, Corella's friends, you know, the Baroness mm-hmm. would like you to come out on the terrace just so you can watch her push her over the cliff. What's great is that the Baroness is arrested and they're literally about to put her into the police car. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden Cruella pulls up literally in the DeVille. And it's just like, yep, this is all mine. What now? It's hilarious because you can just see the Baroness is like, you've got to be kidding me. And she's trying to tell them <laughs> there's that she's the same person. That's Estella. And of course, no one's listening to her. And of course, it's it's pretty freaking funny. But they do show a scene where you can see Cruella and Horace and Jasper at in the dogs at uh-huh. Estella's gravestone. So, yeah, there is officially a gravestone that marks her death. Yeah, Estella will not be returning. It's only Cruella. From now on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's intense. Mm-hmm. Look at look at Disney finally doing a villain origin origin story right. I I just it was great. It was so good just to see the development. And she doesn't treat Horace and Jasper. She does treat as them poorly, poorly as she at does times. in the, in the she, cartoon. No, yeah, she does treat them poorly at times. And Jasper and Horace call her out on it mostly. Jasper, but they do call her out on it. Jasper, the tall one or the short yeah. one? Horace is the little shorter pudgy one and then jasper's the taller skinny okay. one <laughs> i was trying to remember in my head i'm like which one's which <laughs> yeah she gets called out on that but she does uh, 
one point reference that they are her family so she cares about them but i'm curious mm-hmm. to see how that changes now that life. she has as power she, mm-hmm, as she becomes more and more of cruella That'll be interesting. Yes, I'm very interested to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is one I, I saw in theaters. Nice. Yeah. I still haven't been back to the theaters. No, I've seen a lot of movies in theaters since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if I had Disney Springs to go to, I would too. Yeah, that's. We went to. Did we go to one movie? We went to one movie at the movie theater by us at the mall. But every other movie we go to the <laughs> Disney Springs. Except the Batman, we did see that at the drive-in. Yeah. Yes, you go all the way to Lakeland for that. Because there's no other drive-ins, and we like no, drive-ins. I'm honestly surprised that one's still around. That one wasn't like, it was kind of a hole in the wall when I was in college. Yeah, it's still, it's cheap and still pretty mm-hmm. popular. So, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Well, anything else for Cruella? No, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Any up? Do we have anything to update? I feel like stuff has happened and I forget what mm. I just posted some news and now I don't remember what it was. Oh, 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 they're working on getting, I believe, next week from when this comes out, character meet and greets, like yes. real character meet and greets, character meet and greets are yes. going to be starting again in at mm-hmm. least Florida. I don't know about California. Mm-hmm. Well, California's got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe it's May that they said that it was going to start back up. Yeah, it's somewhere soon. Yeah, you're yeah, right. I can't mm-hmm. find it. It's somewhere in here somewhere. But yeah, so that's mm-hmm. happening. That's right. Character meet and greets are coming back. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Disney people, we need to petition. If they really take away our beautiful, magical Grand Floridian and make it modern, I'm going to scream. Which website did you see that on? I, just, I know you posted it on. and I just don't remember. I posted it. Hold on. Walt Disney World News today, they are always like, they are always on it. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Disney's Grand Floridian Resort Lobby to receive major remodel to modernize hotel. I don't know why they would do that though. Cause I feel like exactly what you just said. That's the whole reason people like the Grand Floridian. Yeah. You could update it, it in the sense of like. Fancy. Like, just give it a new coat of paint. If you need to change out the carpet, but not like change it, change it. But you know what I mean? Like, do those little yeah. updates. I feel like that would be fine. But I don't see why yeah. you need to change it completely. At yeah, all. I don't, I don't know why. So like the live music's not going to ever come back. Mm-hmm. They said most of the renovations is going to be in the rooms and like the entertainment area. Mm-hmm the and the spa mm-hmm. the no. lobby is supposed to keep as much as there they said the lobby is not going to get renovated right now but they don't believe them well you can't believe anything disney says sometimes this is true this is very true is there anything mm-hmm. else so i'm trying to remember oh, our favorite seen. our favorite principal slash teacher turned 95 yeah yesterday he did just have a birthday yes he's still around thank you Mm-hmm. Yes, I did see that. He did well, just have, have a happy birthday. birthday, Mr. Feeney. Yes. Slash William Daniels. Yeah. Okay. William Daniels. Yeah. Apparently Stitch tried to uh, thought about toilet papering the castle yesterday for April 1st. They didn't do it though. 
Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch the whole video. Oh, I don't know. Encanto won a bunch of awards. No yeah, I think they won there. Best Animated Feature, I believe. That was their mm-hmm. biggest win. And then the minivans are coming <laughs> back. That's are returning. That's, right. that's what I was good. trying to we remember. We thought we were going to lose all of the... We thought we were going to lose all the Disney transportation, but apparently we are not. Yeah, they're bringing them back, which I had heard they were not going to do that, and I guess they changed their mind. So, yeah, yeah, that's a nice thing. Yeah, and did we also announce, since we're doing live action, Aladdin, the live action Aladdin is getting uh, a sequel. It is in uh, pre-production. That's coming, too. that's coming too, yeah. That like one I approve of. Return of Jafar? Really? <laughs> Yay? Maybe? I, I would hope, but who knows? You know, who knows? We don't really know what's going on. Who knows? They've done some first looks on Pinocchio. I didn't realize Tom Hanks I was, was in like, Pinocchio. What? I'm like, wait a second, what are you doing? But now I'm kind of mad because I had really no intention of watching some creepy live action Pinocchio. But, but now I, I want to watch Hanks. it. I love Tom Hanks. I do. Oh, it's such a struggle. It is a struggle. Getting big debate in my head now. Mm-hmm. I'll have to see what the previews are like. Yes. And we are so two weeks from today of of, of releasing. Yes, we two are. weeks we two are. away from Summer of Star Wars. It begins. I'm so excited. Very soon. I even started on the like, let's see here. So this so this is end of April, mid-May April. So I already started on the outlines in March. I'm mm-hmm. so proud of myself. <laughs> yep, they're already started. Yep, I started skimming them yesterday. Yes, because I realized that last May, I did not do a very good job of getting those ahead of time, especially when we had a guest. So I'm like, I got to do better. Yeah, especially if we're going to ask people to come on the show, they probably would be able to nice, mm-hmm. appreciate to have something ahead of time. Yeah, unlike what we normally do, which is just like, no, I forgot. Okay, it's up now. The night before the morning of. Yeah. Well, when it's just you and me, it's no big deal. Exactly. Half the time, like 99.9% of the time, we have both seen what we are talking about and yeah. we can just talk about it. It's fine. There's that point one where, or zero one, mm-hmm. where like you hadn't watched something yet or mm-hmm. I haven't watched something yet. It's very like, rare. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's not that big a deal yeah. for just us. Yes. So I don't know what we're going to do on TikTok for this one. I think I have one thing saved. Okay. That we could do it. I, I have not thought Maybe. much about this one. I was doing one, I was recording ones for Raya and the Last Dragon the other day in mm-hmm. like real time, not in podcast uh-huh. time. Yeah. So I have a couple of those, one in there for you to do, and then okay. one that I have just in my drafts because it's just a monologue of what's okay. your face. Mm-hmm. I, I, of the dragon, I'm being the dragon because mm-hmm. it was fun and I can do fun faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but i mean to be fair when we we were doing marvel it was literally what the night before the episode was coming out and i was like we didn't do one for the last week i know and you made me be ivana who wanted to she's blonde i know it made sense i didn't want to kill barton i felt (laughs) i knew you would be like that i'd be like i don't want to be that one but i'm just like but yelena's blonde and it was fun to be her i will say that like trying Mm -hmm. to like be like just all cool about it i'm like it Mm -hmm. took me forever to get it down Mm -hmm. but yeah it was fun to be her but i'm like i don't want to kill barton i know but I didn't want to be Kate Bishop either. So it doesn't either matter either way. I just went literally off a of hair color. I was just like, well, that works. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's how we did it with Thor too. You were Loki and I was Thor. Yeah, because it just was easier. It made sense. And then I was Owen Wilson because he's also blonder. Mm-hmm. I love that one too. I could help you. Loki, I've studied your whole life. It's so You've literally stabbed people in the back 50 times. I'll never, I'll never do, do it again. again. <laughs> like, I loved Loki. your face. I'm like, Loki. Oh, that was perfect. Loki, Loki. <laughs> Lies. Lies, lies, lies. Lies, all the lies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my goodness. But yeah, I've already done a couple of Sisu and, and Raya ones. And I'm okay. like, okay, now I got to look at Encanto. And then we got to look at the others. Mm-hmm. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So check mm-hmm. us out on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Our goal this year is to get to a thousand followers. We don't care after that. Just get us to a thousand if you want to be a part of that so we can go live. Because mm-hmm. that's all we want to do. We want to be able to do a lot. Where are we at? Not to battle. I think we're at like four something. Let's see. 470. 470. 473. Yeah. 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 I think we've slowed down because I haven't. Like the ones that we get the most notice on is our like personal one. Personal Disney ones. Not mm-hmm. like our podcast topic ones. Yeah. So. I'm going to do that. And then I got a, I mean, I told you at the beginning, before we started recording, I got a huge response to just one that I made myself with my mm-hmm. own audio on my personal. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we need to think of things that we could do that is just our own personal audio. Yeah. I'm sure we could come up we with might something. pick up on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like top rides that we love tips, mm-hmm. anything that we can do like that. Yeah. That would be fun to do too. Yeah. yeah so check us out on tiktok check yes. us out on instagram please. both at pixie dust twins podcast please. is our handle please she already told you but we had a website we yep. have fun things on there yep if you love star wars we're filming well we've already started filming but we have a lot of filming to do still a lot. Even at this point yes. so me- message us mm-hmm. and and we'd love to add you on to one of the episodes that we still have to film mm-hmm yeah, because I did the filming, the filming schedule. I think we're filming up through June. So I believe so. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. So, yeah. So come check Let everything out. Yeah, please. Anything else? Mm, no, I think that covers it. All right. All right. So we'll see you. Bye. Bye. Hello, Pixie Dusters. We have some exciting news. We are partnering with Magical Travel by Brian, who specializes in Disney vacation planning. They accomplish this by assisting you with all your booking needs, helping you get more for your money, and being available before, during, and after your trip to give you a peace of mind. They are authorized Disney vacation planners, and you can start planning your trip today by contacting them. You can find their contact information in the description of this episode. Hope to see you at the parks real soon. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.